0: Hi, Insiders! Welcome back to a new episode of Disney Movie Insiders Presents. Today we're taking a closer look at the latest release from Walt Disney Animation Studios, Raya and the Last Dragon. Joining us today, we have writers Adele Lim and Kui Gwen, giving us a behind-the-scenes look into writing the film. Then we'll talk to Kelly Marie Tran to share what it was like bringing Raya to life as a strong female lead and princess. And to take on the Insider Five, we have Isaac Wang, who voices the character Boone. Raya and the Last Dragon takes place in the magical world of Kumandra and stars Kelly Marie Tran as Raya and Aquafina as the dragon Sisu. The movie released on March 5th in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access. So while we're going to take a deep dive and ask about our favorite moments, we promise to keep this a spoiler-free zone. All I can say is once you see this film, there is no doubt you're going to remember the name Raya. I loved this movie. The themes feel so relevant and the story addresses such important matters in our world today. It's a story that's got it all, heart, emotion, action, adventure, and I know, I know, it's a fantasy world, but I want to travel to Kumandra. Even when it delivers on all of that, it's also hilarious. I could not get enough of Sisu's jokes. There's no denying this is the movie we need right now. As you may know, it's Women's History Month, and Raya and the Last Dragon features some amazing female characters on screen, and here's an insider's fact. The film also had an all-female technical leadership team helping to bring this story to life. And with that, I think we're ready to get started. Let's welcome Adele and Cui to Disney Movie Insiders Presents. Welcome Adele and Cui. We're thrilled to have you both here. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, excited to be here.
0: I loved this movie and I loved every second of it. Epic, I think is the word of the day. Tell us about how you approach a project of this scale and how long does it really take to develop a story like this?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thanks so much for saying you enjoyed it. I think when you're in a bubble developing and writing the story for as long as we have, you know, you it starts becoming an echo chamber and you're really not sure. Um, And, you know, in terms of how long it takes to to make it, I came on uh, this project maybe three years ago, but I know it was being developed for a couple of years
1: even before that. And so, que, I- yeah, I, I came I came on like uh, a year and a half ago uh, to to join Adele and and we 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 you know we our superpowers together to to make uh, Ryan the last dragon, yeah.
0: And an hour and a half of, again, action-packed humor heart. Crazy that you guys have been working on this for years. I imagine research is so integral to your process, though. I'd love to know how research shaped the story and factored into the development of the wondrous world that is Kumandra
2: yeah so um you know i think we kui and i both came from live action and the most amazing thing about being in a disney animated feature is the level and care and depth that they take with feature research and even before i came on they had sent a creative team over to southeast asia and um beyond that um they have the you know a cultural team that they have who is basically um, guiding them through the entire process and on top of that that there are a lot of people even within the disney family are story artists and visual development people who either grew up in southeast asia or have uh, cultural roots in southeast asia so, you know, th- um, this was an entirely original story, but it was very much inspired by uh, the cultures of Southeast Asia and specifically the Naga, uh, which is the Southeast Asian dragon that is, um, you know, more water related. Um, and I remember like, um, you know, visiting Vietnam once and even within the culture of Vietnam. And I think Kui can talk about this more like, there's this thing of, you know, like the, the people of Vietnam being, you know, the the children of like the fairy and the dragon. Is that right, Kui, or am I completely
1: talking like, <laughs> no, no that that's, no, that's right <laughs> it's definitely right it, it's it's interesting cuz like uh, i remember talking to Don Carlos, especially specifically Don, he says uh, making a Disney animated film is very much like going to gain a degree in like a very specific cultural subject every time you make one. Whether it was Moana, uh, the movie did prior to this, to to us doing this, you're, you're kind of going in depth into research and study into a culture. Like even though you know Adele and myself and our head of story, fond, you know our roots come from Southeast Asia. It's not like we studied our families; we just are part of that culture. So we have mm-hmm. lived in experience but it's been it has been a wonderful experience to also just learn about the intricacies and the history of these amazing countries that inspired Ryan the Last Dragon
2: yeah and i i will also say that you know Again, all of us being of the culture, there's so there's so much we didn't even know. Um, mm. You know, I think even in Malaysia where I grew up, there's so many different races, cultures, traditions, histories. Um, basic things like you know, like Raya's sword, the the um, it's, it's this this wavy looking sword, and it's you know the I grew up with this images of the Malaysian Chris, which is this great kind of swirly dagger, and seeing that you can see you know see it in Indonesia or even the name raya, which means something in Malay, and then Fawn would say it means something, you know, it means leader. In in Thai as well. And there were all these little elements that we would find that we thought were sort of specific to our culture, but we would see it echoed in many different cultures. And there were people in the room who'd be able to speak up and say, like, yeah, I see that too. So, you know, basically um, being able to put all these things into the movie was tremendous. That is so cool. And
0: honestly, Kumandra, just the world itself, it's like. I want it to come to life. I know it's inspired by Southeast Asia. I have all my travel plans on lock, though. Like, I need to go see.
2: (laughs) I need to go see this. So cool. Yeah, and the, um, you know, I, I don't know, Kui, if you had it um, too, but there would be little things. So again, even though we don't shine a spotlight on it, even things like the fruits that be like longans and lychees and mangosteens and, you know, or even their crafts um, uh, early on, it may not be things that, you know, an American or Western audience would be familiar with, like the batik and how uh, the, the cloth dyeing and things and how they do that. But people of the region would immediately recognize it and, you know, um, mm-hmm. feel like, you know, again, like understand that this very much is a story
1: on many levels that that is
2: inspired by their culture
1: yeah it was it was really the the there's a certain scene that was in the trailer that my parents saw uh which is the is raya chasing uh uh, uh noi through Ta- the streets of Tallinn and it looks like a you know a, a typical night market that you could find in malaysia or thailand or vietnam and they immediately were like wait that's vietnam i was like actually it's a completely made up spot <laughs> it's neither, none of those places but it is very much inspired and, and you can identify foods very specific foods from all three regions uh, or uh, from, from all those countries there it's just it's just a, a, a very specific look uh, and something that just immediately you know uh, I think Adele said this before something that my parents were, were very astounded by was the fact that they're seeing a Disney animated movie that's celebrating a place that they're co- they, they came from something they could never imagine. would ever happen so it was very that's been very exciting
0: pretty pretty cool and it sounds like it was pretty groundbreaking so you mentioned though this is when this is like your first animated project a lot of live action experience what would be something that you wish you or like the greatest learning that you would take now that kind of crosses both live action and animated what are those favorite things that maybe you had as a takeaway
2: um well my favorite thing about the the difference between live action and um animation which you know i would love to be able to somehow put you know adapt for live action is in live action you write the script it's shot it's done and that's kind of the movie you know you're left with the footage you know sometimes you have reshoots but in animation there's this idea that we can always take it apart and put it back together again and you know not being precious about anything so with I did not know this before going in, but the movie is basically made like eight times like they put out eight different screenings of it, all the different storyboard artists. So they draw these whole sequences. We record all the voices and we put it up. And so you are able to see a version of your movie early on and very quickly determine, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Whereas before in live action, you just have to, you know, play the movie in your mind. So I feel like mm. the, you know how I would adapt um, later on and how I've started to adapt in my work is you know really to try however we can. I mean again, like queer, I can't draw for anything, you know but but <laughs> The idea of like you know really trying to bring your page to life before you have to go shoot it, whether it's acting it out or you know um, or just being able to write like, really clearly um, visualize like what how the scene is going to play, um, you know, bringing in all the things that you know writers don't necessarily think of that story artists are so great at, you know, which, what it's like physical comedy and um, you know that sounds and like that kind of a dynamic into it um,
1: would, would be my big takeaway. Yeah. I think the the, the, the the fun thing about working in uh, animation that's a, that that is different than working in um in live action, especially when you're doing like T V. Like we'll spend a lot of time breaking story. Most of our stories exist either on a card or on a page. But like in a story room with an actual artist in the room, you can pitch out without even putting like words on a page, I can pitch out a sequence to an artist and then mm-hmm. within minutes they've sketched out the sequence that will be, you know, Eventually, a scene in the movie, and it's kind of amazing to be able to, you know, like you can't suddenly like I'm going to pitch out a thing, and I have to call actors and show up. Like that's the live action way. Here, it, it, to have an artist be able to really work that collaboratively with you, especially in a medium that's so visual, uh, it, it's it's really it's kind of a it's it's a very unique thing that kind kind of only exists, I think, in animation. Um, and so that that's that's one thing that I, I really enjoy about doing a, a Disney animated feature.
0: That's really cool. I would say you mentioned characters. How, with this process where it's the sketching in real time, just really rapid fire, it sounds like, how does the development of characters work in that way? Like, how do they evolve from the beginning to the end of this?
2: Wow. I feel like we could probably talk about that for (laughs) hours, but, you know, for, um, so many of our characters really continued to evolve all the way almost until like right at the end so you know we talked about Mm -hmm. it you know many years so even the character of raya changed very much from you know how she was conceived in the beginning i think um i think early early on you know she was much more of a lone you know lone ranger lone cowboy kind of character super stern and not Cracking a ton of jokes, you know, and then when you see it again, when you see one of these screenings, you're realizing, well, it made sense in my head and it made sense <laughs> at the time that it sounded kind of cool, like, you know, riding in on her lone tuk-tuk and, you know, with her sword. And then you realize, oh, no, I'm going to spend an hour and a half with this chick and she's not saying a whole ton. Then you realize like, oh, well, you know, then we need to make her warmer. We need to, you know, and again, it's not just about likability, but, you know, she's got to carry the whole story. Um, and you know, and I think particularly for Raya, like you know, and I think that was one of the wonderful things when you know Kui, um, joined the team too. Like he's got such a great uh, sense of humor, and like you know, there all this like you know smack talk in terms of like you know when the fighting happens and stuff. Um, when you know my kids watched, like you know, I'd have them like watch like a thing or a sequence or whatever. Like that, w- those would be the lines they they crack up the most, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Your mother didn't write that line," and they were like, "Yeah, but <laughs> um, <it'd> like. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and then with the other characters, the fun part of that was, um, you know, the visual development came up with all this stuff. And then you have to try and find a way to make the characters also be part of the larger story. We have Kumandra mm-hmm. and the five different lands, which of our characters, you know, come from each land. And there was some switching around, you know, to make that all work too. Um, and, you know, so it's a lot, a, a big part of it is like, it's a lot of fun of like, how different are these characters going to be? How big, how large, how, you know, um, what are their quirks? Um, and then the other part of it is seeing how they work in terms of telling the story that you want to tell. I,
1: I was about to say, like, I, I think the, the you know, like when it comes to like characters, like I think all movies are a balance of character and plot, right? Like you, you know, you, you, you have to have a good plot to be able to follow it, but you're kind of, you love a movie because there's amazing characters that will live with, you know, that will live beyond even the story that's being told, right? Especially with Disney. Right. Like, you you know, that's the thing that will blow, continues to blow my mind that Raya and Amari and Boone and Tong and Sisu are going to be here like on lunchboxes and, and at Disneyland and, and <laughs> things like that that just go way beyond everything. And so there's a real big onus on uh, not just us, but the story team and the animators to create these characters that 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 you will fall in love with from, you know, the first frame to the last frame. And I think what's so great about it, like when I look at Raya. Uh, or any of these characters, honestly, they they're they're t- they're characters, they're beings that are fully you know realized that have so many parents because like so much of Adele's DNA is in every single one of these characters to the point where I always jokingly feel like you know I always joke that Disney should give her likeness rights for Raya because there's <laughs> definitely there's some facial expressions in there that I'm just like whoa and that 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 is a straight up Adele face that <laughs> that look of when she's about to. Throw down. That's Adele, and so, but, 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 but. There's lines and jo- like from from every artist, from every animator. Everyone's put so much of themselves. Like every character you see in Raya is, you know, 450 people putting all their passion, hearts, and love into each of them. Because we all know. These characters are bigger than ourselves. They're kind of uh, a legacy by each of us uh, to kind of, you know, giving something to the world that will hopefully make it a little bit better uh, by just watching this very fun, entertaining film. But but it's 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 an amazing uh, experience to make it, uh, but definitely a, a weird onus to to carry. <laughs>
2: I like what you said, by the way, okay. that I hadn't heard that before that each one of the characters has like, you know, 450 parents and that's ex- that's exactly right. Um, and then the, the last thing I'd say about the characters too, the other part that changes them is the relationships they have with each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and early on, you mm-hmm. um, you know, with the filmmakers, it was important that Uriah had this relationship with Sisu, you know, and we realized mm. when we were looking for comms of other movies, there are not a lot of big major Hollywood movies or animated movies with a strong female relationship and friendship at its mm. core. Um, so that was one side of it. And we were so excited about that. And the other part of it was Raya's relationship with Namari, and, you know, that, that she had this, it's a, another uh, woman that she has a long, hit, like, complicated history with, that they were uh, friends mm-hmm. as children, and now they want to kill each other, but they're also really drawn to each other and fascinated by each other. And so, you know, and that becomes its own, like, very, very cool dynamic, and, you know, and how those characters continue to evolve is because of these relationships that we fall in love with.
0: And it sounded too, right, that people identify it because you said 450 minds, 450 stories, experiences that are all feeding into these characters. I thought what you said earlier, Adele, how it was almost like a chess piece where watching the final film, all the characters in the lands totally makes sense. Um, okay, so this episode, we're celebrating Women's History Month and... We've kind of loosely talked about it where you said Raya and Cece, you hadn't really seen a strong pairing up on screen. And then obviously we talked about Namari where she's complex. Can you talk about that though? Those three strong female lead characters, you know, the importance of that and how we got to the final product.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I would start by saying, we ended up telling, a, you know, a very um, female forward movie, but nobody, no creator ever goes into a project thinking, I'm going to create a story with strong female characters. We just want to <laughs> tell stories with amazing, fantastic, flawed, entertaining characters that we love, you know, our reflections of ourselves and the people we grew up with. And that definitely was, you know, on on, on our minds when, you know, we, we uh we were writing and creating raya and and sisu and thinking about it as like buddy cops but these you know these two women and how they're um you know they may not even like see eye to eye in the beginning because you know raya's super um mission focused and she's got to go save the world and she thinks this magical mythical creature is going to do all of that for her but when she meets her finding out that she's actually kind of like loopy and crazy and zany and Mm -hmm. you know very vulnerable and, and and fragile and needs to be protected um um, you know, and and not and having not seen that, it was just fun to explore. And also, you know, with the voices of it, having Aquafina come in and voice Sisu, like really, that does like you know the majority of the heavy lifting for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and also the character of Namari. I think you know when I came on, there was sort of a Namari type character. She was very different. She wasn't a friend of. Rayas, but in exploring, you know, the kind of story we wanted to tell, um, it re- it made all the sense in the world where you know these two uh, these two very strong, powerful uh, characters at one point were childhood friends, even if it was for a brief moment. Um, and, you know, and we'll, we'll see that, that, that it was a complicated relationship, but always, always getting the sense that really there was, you know, a moment where both of them saw each other and, you know, and there's part of them that, you know, really kind of wants to reach out and be friends, but because of life, because of where they are, because of all this personal antagonism, like they've been kind of driven apart. So, you know, and, and, and the, the, the last thing I'll say about that too, um, that our movie in many ways without a a light being shone on it you know is very much a a depiction of this ideal world if you look at our crowds if you look at our armies if you look at who's in the kitchen it is very much like a 50 50 split of like there are women in the army and there are men cooking in the kitchen and you know and that was very intentional um on our part of like um this Dream world of Kumandra, this you know of uh, Benja um, Raya's father, and what he wants for the world really is this beautiful world um, that we've kind of structured, even in, even if we don't um, overtly talk about it.
1: Yeah, there was there was a moment in, when we were recording the actors uh, Gemma uh, Aquafina and, and Kelly, and there's a scene in which they're all kind of three uh, bantering at each other. And, uh, and, 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 there was a moment where Kelly was like, wait just a minute, but <laughs> <Like>, this is, <laughs> I, this feels new to me. I just want to say that out loud that these are three strong female characters all having the scene and it's not, and there's no stronger male force. There's, we're not mm-hmm. bickering over, we're, we're trying to save the world or we're fighting over saving the world. And that special, and I just wanted to say that out loud because it feels different. And it was a moment where we as an entire team, as, as Adele says, we're just out there to tell these stories. We, we care about these characters. We're just trying to tell this thing. We almost forget that there's moments like this that feel new. And it was this moment where we're like, oh, right, stop. We did, this is something special. Now let's go back and write something funny. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> but at the same time, it was this, this amazing moment where uh, or, you, yeah, yeah, it was Namari, Sisu, and, and Ryan. You're like, oh, wow, these three characters are really cool. And this does feel different than any other movie I've seen, you know?
2: Yeah. And I feel like it's only noteworthy in that, you know, you don't see it very often. You know, you have lots of yeah. movies with like three, you know, awesome kick-ass mm-hmm. guys, like, you know, about to save the world from a meteor and nobody thinks twice about it. Yeah. And so really, I, I think that's probably what I'm most proud of with Raya, that, you know, we're not talking about a story where her being a girl is somehow um, a defect or uh, a, an mm-hmm. obstacle that she has to overcome or a problem mm-hmm. with this world. It has nothing to do with that. You know, she just she happens to be she happens to be a young woman and she is a woman through and through, but it is not, um, her sex is never held against her in any way. I love that. She's a woman. That's good enough.
0: (laughs) There you go. How else else can you say that? Um, I want to talk about, again, what a journey that we go on, and I want to talk about your personal journeys, because do you have a favorite Disney memory? And then also talk about Kind of if you have that nostalgia, how it feels now to be inducted into the Disney family and this story that gets to live on forever. And it's a groundbreaking first ever Southeast Asian princess warrior, strong female led movie. Can you talk to us about kind of get us in the feels here, you guys, because we're feeling how great this movie is.
1: Uh, queen, you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, like, I like, I think, like, everyone, like, I, you know, Disney's been part of, you know, my childhood. It is, you know, my favorite, my first, like, uh, stuffed animal was a Mickey Mouse. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I I, 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 grew up in Arkansas, and so uh, Disneyland, Disney World, felt like fairy tale lands. That you know, that that lived many miles away that I always aspired to, to go to. Um, but you know, my favorite movies were, you know, like Lion King and and Aladdin and, and, and those, those movies. Um, but you know, on my my personal journey and all this was basically, you know, I, I had, you know, definitely the opportunity to, to work at, a different disney studio uh inside on the lot across the street at marvel and you know we're in the business of making superheroes over there and so when i got to come back come over here to do this the, the what made this special was the chance to make a southeast asian uh you know we, we talked about her being a warrior and a princess but to me she's a superhero and she's a superhero that i, I get to make for my kids who, who get to be able to see a character that looks like themselves for the first time that now will be part of their DNA uh, that their self-esteem will be you know shaped by being able to, to see a, a character of this kind of strength on, on a major screen and so that that's what you know personally what it means to be able to to be part because you know uh, you know when you make a Disney movie it, it's something it, it, it it's part of the pop pop culture forever and that's something that i'm very very aware of and it's something that i'm very aware that my kids will now always have and so um so i i feel completely totally like lucky and blessed to be able to do this with adele
2: yeah um i think you know i grew up in malaysia and but again growing even in malaysia people are obsessed with disney and my grandmother particularly obsessed with disney like she you know (laughs) um she even before i came along she would paint these disney characters on like the cabinets of her children and so i was like her first granddaughter and so she showed me my very first movie which was snow white and the seven dwarfs and she was so obsessed with it that she actually put on like a play like my grandmother had this a company, and so this annual <laughs> annual company meeting instead of like you know handing out awards to the grown-up she's like i put on a play with all our you know with the grandkids and all the kids of the dealers and um so i was her grandchild so i got to be snow white and so i got dressed up as snow white all my cousins were like the animals and the, my sister had to be a dwarf and they had to put a pillow for her tummy she was so annoyed at that Um, you know, and, and it's funny when when um, you know Kui talks about self esteem and, and children. I, there was this one moment that really stuck with me, which was you know they're plastering like pancake makeup on my face before they go on stage, and one of the church aunties goes like, "Ah oh, yeah, she's playing Snow White. She's so dark, you know." And it, it, it's this thing that sticks with you um, that even though you know you're in Malaysia and you're you know you're playing the princess, that that little little things like this sometimes like you know makes you feel like oh well, does my face belong you know on a screen? You know is my story worth? Being told, And so, you know, and Disney's done a wonderful job, whether it's through Moana or telling different stories of showing how inclusive it is. But for Raya specifically, you know, the idea that uh, Kui and I would be creating this action superhero, as he says, that my 11 mm-hmm. year old daughter looks at and goes like, I want to be her and I want to fight like her. Like, the, you know, I can't tell you the feeling of pride and ownership and joy it gives me. I think that's
0: such a powerful reference, too, because Snow White, the first Disney princess, right? And then here you are, inducting this new story into the universe for the future. How powerful and how moving. So thank you guys so much for sharing your stories. I mean, what a journey you both went on. And congrats on completing that journey. And thank you for delivering us this special, wonderful film.
2: Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you.
0: Next, we are so happy to welcome the voice of Raya, a guardian of the dragon gem, Kelly Marie Tran. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Hi. how are you? Good, and I've got to tell you, so excited to have you here. Okay, so you know what, let's start from the beginning. You get the call that you've got this role, what's that feeling like, and then what do you do next? How How do you even begin to prepare to voice Raya?
3: Uh, so absolute disbelief is, I believe, the uh, correct way to respond, <laughs> or at least that's how I responded. Um, it's one of those crazy things, you know, I think, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I feel like a lot of people grew up on Disney movies, and I'm such a fan of, of Disney animated movies in particular, and I can quote so many of them. And um, yeah, for me to be a part of this movie, but to also voice Raya, uh, it's... It's wild. <laughs> um, how do you prepare for it? I don't know. I guess you just like try not to freak out all the time. <laughs> that was half the job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, it was such a incredible opportunity to really discover how collaborative the entire um, animated world is. So much of finding this character was going in and reading scenes and then going in again and reading rewritten scenes and, and figuring out how these characters especially with uh, Ryan Caesarsu how they interact with each other um, and these movies are you know so meticulously made but yeah as you've seen in the movie like everything is so detailed like the terrain the fabrics the way the hair moves the way the water feels looks and feels real Um it's such a creative collaboration from top to bottom, from uh, side to side, however you want to say it. Um, but Ryo definitely felt like a creative collaboration as well. You know, I came in with, um, with uh, just trying to make this character as personal to me as possible. And then uh, we got to improvise a little bit and, and sort of, um, yeah, play around with it until we
0: found what felt right. How do you gather inspiration, though, before it's complete, like as they're developing everything?
3: yeah. Um, for me, it's always about the commonalities between me and this character and then also letting myself be surprised. Instead of sort of planning out what you're going to do next, um, really just honing in on what are the circumstances of this moment and and what is happening to this character and how do we be so present that we surprise ourselves in the ways in which we're reacting to these situations. Mm. Um, and I think that, in addition to just the incredible writers and the directors that we had, um, Don and Carlos and and Adele and Cui, like everyone was always sort of giving really cool uh, different suggestions and, and sort of playing off of each other. There was this sort of like camaraderie and the energy of it all. And we were just, you know, we all knew that we were making something special.
0: That's so cool. Would you say there's like a few traits that you relate to the most with Raya?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that anyone can relate to sort of growing up and, and recognizing that the world might not be the way that you thought it was going to be. Um, you know, we see her as a, a youngster <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she's sort of like really uh, idyllic in the way that she views the world. Um, everything is a source of wonder and magic. And then this sort of really traumatic thing happens to her and it changes the way that she views the world. She sort of is unable to trust anyone. She's very much um, she very much believes that she has to figure out everything by herself. Uh, the world just becomes a scarier place to her because of what she experienced. And I think that I think that anyone can sort of relate to that just that um, what happens between childhood and and maybe like adolescence and then growing up like how your view of the world changes and, and learning how to, find the good in the world and and learning how to trust people again I think that I definitely relate to that
0: it's so beautiful and honestly it's I said this after I watched it it's such a movie that we need right now Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: you're speaking of that just courage and obviously her journey of you know having to get to that place but how do you Mm -hmm. feel playing this character in the obviously where we're at but such a courageous character and kind of how that plays into the world today how do you feel about that
3: Yeah, um, it feels like a huge honor and a huge responsibility. (laughs) Um, I agree with you. I think that, you know, I've talked to the filmmakers a bunch of times about how strangely this movie feels like it's being released at a very specific time in the world. Um, And movies like this take so many years to make. It's definitely not, you can't, you know, you can't anticipate what's going to be happening in the world when your movie gets released um, Mm -hmm. because it's made so far in advance. Um, but yeah, to me, I guess it it means a lot. You know, I think I learned a lot from Raya and I learned a lot from this experience. And the thing that I think I want to take with me is that there is always hope. Like, even if you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you feel like things are real bad and maybe you're gonna, you know, get consumed by the darkness of this time, she finds a way to sort of look outside of herself and remember what the bigger picture is and remember at the end of the day that we're all working towards the same good like the idea of goodness um and that's what i want to take away from it and i hope that other people are inspired by that too because i know watching it for me you know was really emotional for a plethora of reasons but um that ending really hits you hard
0: <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of just emotion in general you really were giving me a moment right there just you can tell it's very personal and you're passionate about it and i think that that is what's going to resonate with everyone so i do want to say thank you for that there's so much heart as you're talking about there's action adventure and of course there's humor in it too which i'm so excited about and again in the title it's Raya and the Last Dragon. And what mm. a dragon we have in Sisu. Who's <laughs> what a by dragon. <laughs> yeah. You two make yeah. such a great team. But you know what? We spoke with the writers, Adele Lim and Kui Gwen, and they shared it's really rare to see two female characters teamed up on screen the way that Raya and Sisu are, which I thought was actually really fascinating. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel that you're bringing this positive female duo and dynamic to audiences everywhere? Amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it feels amazing to be a part of it, and I'm just such a huge fan of Aquafina. I think she's incredible, and yeah, it's wild because you know we recorded this whole movie separately, so we didn't really know what the other person was gonna do mm-hmm. or or how we were gonna interact with each other. And sort of to see the final product, it was really magical. And I am, um, yeah, I think it's it, not only her character, but also for me, Namari is huge. Um, mm-hmm. And having three like really incredible female characters leading this movie feels awesome (laughs) yeah it feels amazing to be a part of it truly
0: so cool okay so speaking of women on this episode we're celebrating women's history month i'm curious who are the females in your life that have inspired you
3: uh my mom is a huge one uh my mom is someone who you know came to this country with essentially nothing and was able to raise a family uh, and give me the tools to believe that I can do impossible things. Mm -hmm. I think that is pretty incredible. Um, You know, I think a lot about the sacrifices that my mom made. Um, She never was able to have a dream. Like the fact that I had time as a kid to like sit around and think like, oh, what do I want to be? That was not a luxury my mom had, Mm -hmm. you know? Um so yeah, I think my mom's a huge one. I have two sisters too that i I love so much and, and I have th- uh, three I have a bunch of I have specifically three female friends no, I, have, I have um I have a a wealth of amazing female influences in my life so many of my friends who I uh, we all you know occupy different spaces in the realm of women experience. I have uh, a friend who uh, works in education. I have a friend who's a therapist. I have a friend uh, who is a dentist. I have a, like all these women who work in very different fields. But I think what we don't give ourselves enough credit for is just existing sometimes mm-hmm. as women. I always think like, oh, maybe existing is not the right word. Maybe surviving is what we should say because it's the world is scary and it's, really hard sometimes um and i'm constantly inspired by the strength and the courage that my female friends and that my sisters exude just for existing and surviving and thriving in this life um it makes me want to be better and it makes me want to keep fighting and i am ever grateful for their influence in my life
0: i love it that's so moving thank you um okay so you talked about your support group and you talked about your family I want to say, speaking of family, you've been a part of the Disney family for years now. So now there's Raya. (laughs) But of course, we can't forget. First there was Rose. You played Rose Tico in the most recent Star Wars trilogy. Can you tell us how these experiences compare? Becoming part of a legacy that spanned decades versus Mm -hmm. launching an all-new film. Or can you even compare them?
3: No. Um, I don't think I can compare them. And and, and yeah, I mean… I feel very honored to have been part of both of them. Um, it feels, they both feel so much bigger than me, you know, like I, I have sort of come into this world so completely unaware that any of these things were possible or in the realm of even, you know, I do not even know that I could dream these things. It sounds so cliche and I I wish that I had a better way to say it, but. I didn't know anyone in the industry. I didn't grow up like around people who were pursuing this sort of impossible thing. And to now be able to say that I've been a part of those two huge things. uh, Yeah, it just makes me believe that magic's real. (laughs) So cool. Uh, Yeah.
0: I was gonna say that's a very Disney tagline that magic's real, It's a very, very Disney
3: thing to say and no one told (laughs) me to say it. I just really believe it, which is maybe the
0: worst part. (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's why everyone were so excited. Like, Star Wars, now Raya. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. I'm going to say that. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about that, though? So, obviously, Star Wars, you're walking on set. You're going into these amazing elaborate spaces. But for Raya, Mm -hmm. now you're recording at home.
3: Well, I was really lucky because Don and Carlos, who, you know, directed this movie, were really good about being like, okay, this is where we are. Let me set the scene for you. This is what's happening. And sometimes sometimes it is definitely hard to sort of imagine where you are and then what's going on and then to see the specifics of it. But I found that the more that I'm able to do that, the better the performances. is. Um, for example, they're saying like, you're in a floating market. And you're like, okay, what's a floating <laughs> market look like? There's a ship here, there's water here, there's people selling, what are they selling? What do the people look like? What does it smell like? Like when, when you're able to sort of create that reality in your mind, um, and there is still a little bit of that happening on a Star Wars set or on a live action set because, you know, Usually, you're only they've only built out what you're seeing in the shot. So, like mm-hmm. normally, you're not in a full ship. It's not like a full working ship that's like flying around. You know, <laughs> like you're in a room that that is like from this side of the screen to this side of the screen. That's what's being filmed. Um, so you're still playing with your imagination. Um, yeah, I think that I've definitely Raya for me felt like a, a workout in how to use my imagination and how to. How to trust it, and how to let it just like inspire me and change the way that I was seeing, <laughs> just seeing the scene and seeing the circumstances. Um, yeah, pretty
0: cool. That's super cool. Okay, so both characters though, they're both inspiring and heroic. Are you trying to tell us something, Kelly? Here, like these are choices. <laughs> These are characters you're putting out into the world. Is this by chance? I don't think so.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, sometimes it feels like, on the one hand, as an actor, you're sort of out of control with the things you get to be involved in because you audition for a bunch of things, and there are things that you really love, and sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes it does. Um, I feel really fortunate to have been both of these characters. Um, and I guess... I don't know if there's anything that I'm specifically trying to convey. I, I always try to, whenever I'm acting in something, I try to not, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give the audience like a, a sort of buttoned up sentence of what you should take away with, like from watching a mm-hmm. movie. I always mm-hmm. want to just live in the authenticity and the honesty of that character and hope that the audience leaves with questions. That's my biggest thing is like, are we watching something and experiencing something and then leaving and maybe questioning the way that we saw something? That's I think more
0: important to me. Oh, and honestly, I really think Raya does that because again, so you know, this movie had it come out a year ago versus now. I mean, come on. So yeah. I think that that's really cool that that's that's coming through you and through your voice and what we see yeah. on screen. It's really yeah. really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to us about that. What was it like the first time you saw Raya and then you heard your voice together? Can you describe oh. that feeling?
3: Yeah, fully cried a lot. Uh, <laughs> Lots of crying happening. Oh. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I think a lot of actors do this, but you spend so much time with these characters, and you can. It's 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 almost. It's hard to unravel yourself when you're watching something. And I'm watching Raya go through this journey, and I'm remembering all the stuff that I feel like I have learned through my journey of of navigating this career and and figuring out how to find joy in the world and figuring out how to listen to myself and trust myself and speak up for myself and um you know you draw a lot of parallels when you watch when you watch something like that and remembering remembering the moments tied to every moment in the movie for example i can remember i can remember like the day that we did one scene or what was happening Mm. outside of what you're seeing in the movie and and all of this stuff sort of melts together <laughs> and and you're experiencing watching the movie and you're also experiencing the journey of making it and the journey of where your life was when you got that call and and, and now where your life is when the movie's done and it's a very emotional experience um one that i'm really grateful to to experience uh, multiple times in my life for sure
0: <laughs> that's so crazy i've honestly i've It's probably just like secondhand to you, but I've never thought about that. We're watching the film and you're thinking, obviously, your emotional state and everything that was going on and off screen, that's crazy. But it's so, again, so effortless and perfect with what we see on screen. So thank you for that. (laughs) I will say that you talked about your journey and you mentioned it earlier that you grew up a Disney kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I will say that I did see some of the video diaries that you put together while you were filming. <laughs> and Kelly, oh my God. The VHS is where I think I personally lost it because you, <laughs> you had an amazing collection. Oh okay, Snow White, Cinderella, The Little Mermaid. That's I think my VHS. favorite though. yeah, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Like that was oh. a 90s kid deep cut. But I, that movie incredible
3: (laughs) I remember watching that movie as a kid and being like they kind of redid the story here but you know what this movie is amazing and it's Christmassy I'm trying to remember some of the songs they had good songs in that movie
0: so good and I just love that I again I saw that in there you also had a picture of yourself as Snow White if we can talk about that talk to us about do you remember that memory like what was that photo about
3: yeah, so I think I dressed up for Halloween as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and I had a bunch of my friends were uh, dwarves, and I was Snow White, and we took a bunch of pictures, and this was in middle school. That's awesome. Uh, I, there was also another, we dressed up, I, I think a lot of people growing up in the 90s dressed up as Disney Princess all the time, like, we would have costume <laughs> contests at school dances, and me and my, like, four four or five really good friends like we dressed up as the Disney princesses and we all like went all out with like our costumes and yeah so having grown up that way and being able to quote so many of these Disney movies (laughs) um and then being part of one
0: feels crazy for sure and just doesn't make sense you said that twice now can you give us one of your favorite Disney movie quotes I want (laughs) to (laughs) hear yeah (laughs) um okay here we go uh I said this I I
3: think I quoted this earlier but oh I'm going to do a different one. Um Now pour the tea to impress your future in-laws you must express a sense of dignity and refinement you must also be poised and then Mulan goes um pardon me and then she goes and, and silent <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I see the cricket I, I imagine the right? like smear Yeah, when well, she that goes tea like is this to life. That is Yeah classic. So good. So awesome. I love it. So again, you're in the family. <laughs> Disney family totally and it comes family. Through. Yeah. Talk to us about that though. Now you're the first Disney princess of Southeast Asian descent. Can you talk to us about that? But again, we're talking about your journey. You're taking a photo of Snow White. That's the first princess. But then now you're ushering in this new new princess for future generations and it's going to live on forever. How cool is that Woo! considering where you come from? Like, you seriously, come from a Disney
3: kid. That is crazy. Yeah, when you put it that way, I'm like, wow, should I just quit now? Should I retire? <laughs> I'm done. I've <You're> finished. <laughs> I've reached the highest height. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, oh my goodness. It is really crazy to think about and I think, you know, growing up and feeling like I didn't have Many people that looked like me to sort of relate to. It's really cool that. Gosh, I hope it's the first of of many of many movies set here um, mm-hmm. that Disney makes. I I feel like we're living in a really special time where we're sort of broad- broadening the horizons of um, you know the cultures in which are allowed to tell their stories in 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 media. And Mm -hmm. it feels really cool to be a part of that. And not only that, not only is Raya from Southeast Asia, but also Raya is someone who is technically a princess, but is mostly a badass warrior. And I think that is also huge. Like the fact that we are sort of flipping the narrative of what a Disney princess is, is a huge deal to me. Um, I think we've had a very... You know, a lot of the classic Disney movies, which are great, um, are sort of narrow in their perception of what a princess is. And now we're sort of broadening that. And it feels really cool to be part of that change, too.
0: How do you compare that, actually, then acting on set to then having to be in a recording booth and doing the noises and like getting in motion without obviously, you know, getting a lot of lead into a run or a grunt or anything like that? How do you compare that? So
3: I actually do this weird thing. Um, both in live action and voiceover where I sort of like jump up and down just between takes sometimes, just to like mm. get out of my head and like to get some like energy in but that's definitely something that I would do if I was like gonna go into a running scene I'd be like hold on a sec I'm gonna do some like jumping jacks and then <laughs> and then you'll just hear the breath on me as opposed to me having to like portray a breath yeah um, so yeah it is it is a little different but also kind of a little bit the same there's still like a little bit of nerves there's still like it sounds so weird, but, you know, everything we were talking about before um, in terms of like these characters learning to trust themselves, you kind of have to do that as an actor, too. You have to trust that you are enough and you don't have to overdo anything in that if you were just being honest to yourself in this moment under these circumstances, that that'll be conveyed. And if there's anything that needs to change, then, um, you know, you're trusting your directors and your writers to sort of to, to sort of contribute to that change like in terms of oh, narratively, it makes more sense if she says it this way because then later she says this, like, Mm -hmm. 45 minutes later, even though I haven't seen the movie. So there's, like, a lot of, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of, like, puzzle pieces moving around for sure.
0: I think it's so cool. And Kelly Marie Tran, I truly believe after speaking with you, as you said, you feel like there was Raya in you already. It really feels that way that you – I feel like I'm talking to Raya right now, like, literally (laughs) so strong – courageous, everything that we kind of touched on for the character. So I just want to say thank you for bringing this character to the screen and being so authentic in just everything you believe in and carrying that out into the world for us. So I do. It's a powerful, powerful movie. Oh,
3: my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, Yeah, that means a lot to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a pure joy talking to you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This was awesome. And now to play the Insider 5, we have Isaac Wang, who is the voice of Boone. Welcome, Isaac. Hello, everybody.
4: Hello. I'm very glad to be here.
0: We're so happy to have you here, and we love your energy, I've got to say that. Okay, so before we play the infamous Insider 5, we wanted to talk a little bit about playing Boone. Tell us about your character in the film.
4: Well, Boone is sort of a sassy entrepreneur, and he's like a adult inside a kid's body. And I like to think of him as a type of person who's very independent. And at first, he doesn't really want to trust anybody, but then over time, he starts to trust people as he gets close to Raya too. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like those characters and storylines where they're at first they're jerks and then they become friends with other people. That's the type of character Boone is. He doesn't really trust anybody at first, and then he starts trusting people over time because he meets certain people who he can trust.
0: Okay, so how would you prepare for this big role? So you're going into the voice recording sessions. How do you get yourself in the zone?
4: Well, I take a nap in the car (laughs) because I get very tired when I'm driving there because we live like I think maybe 30 minutes away. So I usually take a nap in the car. And then I do a couple jumping jacks, you know, do a couple Mm push-ups, get hyped. I go in there, stand for a couple hours, we go out, and we get McDonald's.
0: And you get McDonald's. I mean, you and have the get- formula down so well. <laughs> okay, so I heard, though, obviously last year, the recording studio had to shift to your home. Talk to us about mm-hmm. that. Did you have to set up your own recording studio at home?
4: It was kind of funny. We, uh, I had to record in my closet, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the best studio ever. It was very cramped. It was very dark. I couldn't see anything. At random times, my LED lights on the wall would just shut off, and I can't see anything. And I'm completely blind and I don't know what's happening. My directors are like, Isaac, Isaac, where'd you go? I'm like, oh, I can't see anything. My light's turned off. <laughs> and it was also really fun recording in my closet because it's something that I've never done before and I've never actually experienced recording in a closet before. It was a fun little journey. It was also very messy.
0: Now you can check that box, though, recording in a closet.
4: Yep, I can. So... <laughs> in general, though, what's
0: it like to be able to work on a project like this, a Walt Disney Animation Studios feature film? How does that feel?
4: I think at first I was like, uh, I didn't think it was this big, you know. I was like, okay, cool, a Disney role, right? That's really awesome. I get to be in Disney. And then I was, I was reading, I was reading the script, and I was listening to what the director said. And I'm like, they've been working on this for four years, and like. They've been looking for a certain character to play Boone for over like a year, I think. I'm not even sure. And they're just wow. they're scrolling through the kids. They're like, oh, "Who's this? Who's this kid right here?" But <laughs> oh, this kid, this kid's nice. We'll, we'll choose this kid. This kid's good. And like, I'm honestly really grateful to be able to play a character who is somewhat Lao, like based off Lao uh, uh, Lao culture. Mm. And it's really nice to have. I, I like. I feel like. I'm representing some of Southeast Asia as I play this character. And I'm grateful, and I'm thankful, and I'm amazed of how I actually managed to get a Disney role. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't even, like, prepared for what what was going on.
0: That's pretty cool. And I've gotta say, I've seen it, and I love it, and, boom, standout role, one of my favorite characters. Okay, Isaac, are you ready to take on the Insider 5? Are you ready?
4: I hope so. I gotta get mentally prepared I gotta get hyped up
0: (laughs) Some jumping jacks Maybe some McDonald's We'll see where it goes (laughs) Okay, here we go What is your earliest memory Of being a Disney movie fan?
4: I think I love Finding Nemo Uh, I watched like the whole I watched the whole series Like three times in a row And I think that's my earliest memory Of watching any Disney movie Finding Nemo
0: That's a good one I loved it, right? All the underwater like the world that you get to see that's the mysteries cool. the mysteries where is Nemo <laughs> <laughs> good pick good pick what inspired you to want to be an actor
4: fun story I never got inspired to be an actor so my dad used to work at a pharmacy and he had this uh, customer who was always running in and out in and out right super fast grabs her medicine and just runs right and so when my, they, my dad got curious like hey what do you do for a living? And she's like, Oh, I mean, I'm a talent manager, right? And my dad was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And she's like, Uh, and then they talked for a bit, right? And my dad showed pictures of me, and she was like, Your boy's pretty cute. You want to get him into the talent business? And he's like, Sure. And that's basically how I got into this business. I just got in here on a random coincidence by pure luck, basically. Just uh, two people meeting, and the next thing you know, I got put into this position where I have to do a bunch of work.
0: Sounds like you're having fun, though, and it sounds like it was meant to be, if you ask me.
4: Yeah, I have a lot uh, of fun doing it. It's fun to meet new that's... people.
0: Okay, so talk to us a little bit about being an actor. What advice would you have for someone who wants to be an actor?
4: Always be yourself. Because when you're an actor, you don't always want to be fully into the character. You're not always like, you're all, not like, You're, like, not completely focused in. You're not, like, you're not all the character. You are not one with the character. You are still yourself at certain times. You want to be yourself, because what the acting industry is looking for is for you to play, you know, for you to be yourself while you still play the character. Because if you don't show your, like, attitude, and you don't show that type of person that you are, It doesn't bring out the character. It doesn't bring out the life of the character. They don't just want the character, they also want you. And so that's why I always tell people, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to express yourself. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. In the acting industry, you learn over time to be yourself and to be able to express yourself and to not be afraid.
0: All right, Isaac, this is a tough one. If you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be?
4: I think one of my favorite ones of all time was probably the silly symphony swings. I used to ride those nice. all the time. It's a, you just go around in circles on a swing. It's really simple, but it used to be my favorite. It was super fun.
0: <laughs> you can snack
4: in between, you get a breeze. It's free air conditioning, free air conditioning.
0: That sounds like the best pick of all the rides. So good call there. Which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? Do you, do you think there's any advice from Boone He's a Disney character now. What do you think Boone's best life advice would be?
4: Boone's entrepreneur side would be sell shrimp, make money. That's life advice, right? I think you I think you hit
0: it on the head there. Sell shrimp, make money would be Boone's. He's an entrepreneur, so you've got dreams, aspirations. We'll take it. I think that was pretty good. All right, Isaac, you just took on the Insider 5.
4: I did take on the Insider 5.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for this character, Boon, that we all love so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. *Raya and the Last Dragon* is now streaming on Disney Plus. For more episodes, visit us at DisneyMovieInsiders.com/presents. You can also keep an eye on our Instagram account, Disney Movie Insiders, for opportunities to submit your questions for future episodes. That's our show. We'll catch you next time, insiders, with more Disney movie magic.